So good. I love that we're in like a free-range series right now. Like anything's possible, right? Free-range. It's good. Why don't you jump in your Bibles to uh, Romans chapter 8, my favorite passage of Scripture. I've been sitting around in Romans 8 for like a month. Uh, I have moved on to further elements of Romans, but, uh, you know, I just keep coming back to Romans 8. It's like so good. I'm loving it. Uh, Welcome to you guys who are tuning in online today, and it's so good to see so many in the house. How good is it to be here, right? (laughs) Loving being in church. It's so good. Hey, uh, last week, Pastor Mel, wow. (laughs) Wow. If you missed uh, that, you need to get that in your spirit. You need that message in your spirit. Get it on our YouTube channel uh, or on podcast. You need that word in your life, okay? Make sure you listen to it, all right? Who's going to now go away and listen to that word? I want a show of hands. I want commitment, people. need some commitment here. All right, couple up the back. Good job, good job. Very good. Very good. I'll, I'll take that. Today, I want to talk about hope. Am I echoey to you? I'm echoey to me. Okay, all good. No worries. Good. Uh, And while you're turning to Romans 8, let me tell you about a friend of mine. His name is Komsan Saeed. You might know him uh, as Pastor Turbo. And uh, his real name is Komsan Saeed. And uh, of course, I call him Turbo because I'm probably going to get that pronunciation wrong anyway. Um, He is from C3 Church, Bangkok, and he is a legend, and I love him. And uh, he's awesome. And we, we, we talk every few weeks. Um, and in Thailand, COVID was going really, really well. Like pretty much all of 2020, Thailand was going great until about kind of late November, early December. And then they had this spike of cases and they locked everything down again. And then they kind of, kind of petered out in February. And then in April of this year, it's just gone bananas. There's like two, over 2,000 cases a day. It's gone crazy. And so they've, got, they've locked it down again. It's a really hard lockdown happening right now. And that's, just, that's a challenge for any church But in in November of last year, Pastor Turbo had a motorcycle accident and he broke his leg. And then, so he's trying to lead the church with a broken leg. I have done that. That's a challenge. But then lockdown started and a whole bunch of his young adults went home to their hometowns and and he's, he's got a broken leg and he's trying to lead and trying to love with a broken leg and it's not great. And then in March of this year, just before the major spike, the doctor said, your leg's not healing well enough. We're going to re-break it. So they did. They re-broke it. So he's been living downstairs in the cafe like making coffees with one leg, serving customers, preaching, leading with one leg. Man, six months it's been, and he has just been on this slow journey, and one of his key team members is getting married and moving away, and I'm just, I'm feeling for him. I'm feeling for his soul, feeling for his heart. He's like physically broken. He's he's a bit heartbroken at the moment. It sucks. I bet he's thinking, God, what the heck are you doing right now? 
But guess what? He's still going. Because he has this thing. He has this thing called hope. And he knows this thing. He knows that God is good. No matter what. I'm going to read to you uh, three little sections from Romans 8. And uh, so gear up, get ready, because we're launching like kind of halfway into Paul's, you know, thought here, and we're going to jump a couple of times, so stay with me, stay with me. Have you got your Bibles? Who's got their Bibles? All right, cool. Got your phones out, so that's fine. Get on your Bible, not on Insta. Verse 18 of chapter 8 of Romans says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Oh, that's good. That's good. We'll come back to that. Now, jump down to verse 22. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope, well, for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Jump down to verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Holy Spirit, would you reveal to us something fresh about the goodness of God today? And I just declare a fresh wind of hope in every heart in every soul, in every life that's here today, that's watching online or watching later on YouTube, God, would you just impact our soul with fresh hope today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's talk about hope because God is good. We can hope because God is good. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter what's happening in our city, in our church, in the world, we can have hope because God is is good. Thanks, everyone. No, 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 no. All right. Uh, one of my one of my boys uh, says lately, uh, I'm, "Dad, I'm built different. I'm built different." And you can pick anyone that, which one that is. Uh, but as I was preparing this message, I was like, you know what? Christians are built different. We are we are reconstructed from the inside out. The Holy Spirit has just reconstructed how we see, how we think, how we believe, how we behave. We are built different. Like we don't hope the way the world hopes. The world's got no foundation for their hope. We have a certainty. We have a guarantee. We don't hope the way they do. We're built different. Our hope is a confident expectation that God is up to something good. Why? Because we're just like, oh, come on, please, please. No, 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 because of what this says. Because of what the Holy Spirit confirms to us. 
God is up to something good. He's working for our good. He's planning for our good. He's preparing things for our good. He's thinking about our good. He's acting about, he's acting for our good. Like, let's return to this foundational truth today that despite anything, he's good. No matter what, he's good. I don't filter God's goodness through my experience. He is good regardless of whatever the world throws at me, whatever experience of life, whatever hand I'm dealt, whatever problems I have. It does not change who the Father is. He is always, always, always good, no matter what. I know that mango seeds are too big for the size of the fruit. I, I, I know that your tax return wasn't quite as good last year as you were hoping. I know the kids always find the chocolate that you hidden in the house and they eat it and you're preparing for and you're like, yes, the kids are going to bed. What? Right? I know this crazy stuff. I know your coffee is always finished too fast. Whose is always finished too fast? Oh, you get to the end and you're like, no, Jesus. No. But, uh, that was meant to last. Like... Where's the wine that never runs out? Where's the coffee that never runs out? Doesn't matter. God is still good. I know that some of you are walking through tragic loss right now. You're walking through some really hard stuff. I, some, some grief has hit some of you, some of you in like, like a truck. I know that it's hard. I know that some things do not turn out the way that you wanted. I know that some of you are, are struggling with sickness and chronic pain day after day after day and that we can't explain it. But he's still good. He still loves you. He's still for you. And he's with you. I want to show you three things from this passage today that confirm to us that God is good, that he is good. If you're writing notes, write this down. Number one, God is preparing eternal good for you, for me, for us. Verse 18 says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing, whoa, with the glory that will be revealed in us. It's so easy to focus and to dwell and to live and exist inside of a trial or a problem and to become a victim to that problem. It's so easy to, for that problem, if it lasts for long enough, to define you, who you are and change your identity. But it's so good to be reminded that good things are coming, right? So good. Heaven is going to be so good that it cannot even compare with the suffering right now. In heaven, you're not going to have physical pain or sickness. I'm going to dunk on you in heaven. And you're going to be like, oh, how's that new knee? And I'm going to be like, well, it's kind of perfect. Actually, it's, it's actually pretty good. And then I'm going to be like, 
Ball's yours. Let's go. Come on. Come on. I'm going to dunk on my son in heaven. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so good. He's going to be like, come at me, old man. And I'm going to be like, we're the same age now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here we go, lads. Let's go. Yeah. Look out. We're going to be in heaven for far longer than we are on this earth. Your sickness, your pain, your suffering, it's just for a moment. And it cannot even be compared to what is coming, right? Who's ever had a really dud car? Like I'm talking terrible, terrible car. You know, where the tires always seem to be bald and the engine light comes on at random intervals, you know, and the handle's kind of falling off or the windows don't come down properly or they don't go up. That's even worse. Like, what is that? You know, and if it's cold or rainy, you're like, oh, the heater doesn't work anyway. Let's just get to, let's just get to work, right? A really dud car and it's costing you a fortune. I want you to imagine that your father has a brand new Aston Martin. And he said, for the rest of your life, this is yours. Pastor Nate, okay, that's good. And he says, I'm going to cover the whole cost of everything. All the maintenance, if you ding it or scratch it, we'll repair it, it'll be done. I'm going to cover insurance and green slip and tires, everything. Everything is covered for the rest of your life and you get to enjoy this beautiful car. I'm paying for it now. And you're like, <laughs> engine light, engine light, engine light. You're like, you got your little Datsun 120Y. Your little Mitsubishi cult from the old era. You know? But, but this now doesn't seem as bad because of what's coming. It's like, look at what's coming. Oh my goodness, look at what my father has bought for me. Look at what my father has prepared for me. Now my little problem doesn't seem quite so bad. Knowing the glory and the good that's coming, it tempers our suffering in the present. For I consider that, that, what does he say? I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the good, the glory that is coming. If you're writing notes, write this down. God is doing good things now. He's preparing great things for your eternity. He's doing good things right now. Verse 23, how are we going for time? Okay, verse 23 again. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. All right, in your day-to-day, -day, in this normal existence on planet earth God is doing things you know what God is always speaking I struggled with that for a long time until I got revelation out of John 1 1 so let's talk later on if you're like God doesn't always speak to me yes he does yes he does He's always speaking. He's always moving. He's always ministering. There's always something. He's always revealing. You know, you know when you open your Bible, you know, it just takes for you to open your Bible and then God's like, ah, here we go. Right? He's always preparing something. 
He's always moving, always ministering, and you just got to lean into what he's already doing, already saying, already speaking. He's already transforming you. He's already healing you. A lot of, a lot of the Christian life, it, it honestly isn't like super glorious. It's honestly, it's, it's not like, whoa, breakthrough moment. Yes, a transformation moment. Oh my goodness. It's not always glory and wow. Sometimes it just requires daily getting up out of bed and I'm opening my Bible and I'm listening and I'm praying. Who likes like slow drip coffee? I'm sorry, I've got to go to a different... No. <laughs> slow, this is what, it, the Christian life is like slow drip transformation. Every single day, there's something for you. Every single day, every morning, afternoon, and night, Holy Spirit is speaking. Slow drip. Slow drip transformation. I've got these two things in this verse. There's the, the first fruits of the Holy Spirit and our adoption to sonship. First fruits of the Holy Spirit. We've got the presence of God, the presence of the Spirit. We've got the fruit that is being born in us through the moving of the Spirit. We've got, we've got the presence of God. We've got the comfort of God. We've got the power of God. We've got the first fruits of the Holy Spirit. Constant, day-to-day, moving in us. And then we've got our adoption to sonship, our identity, our inheritance, intimacy. Three eyes, easy to remember. Inheritance, identity, and intimacy. And, then, and, and this is what God is doing on the day-to-day. He's just slow drip. Here's another revelation. Here's another thought. Here's some more confirmation for you. Every single day, He's doing good things now. Every day he wants to do something good, reveal something good, say something good, partner with you so you can do something good. Even though the verse says, right, it says, we groan inwardly. Who's been groaning lately? Like, anybody? Not like that. These days, I don't even do that. I just go, groan. I just say the word groan. It's like all these, you know, it's like these, these days people go like, lol. <laughs> it's not funny enough for me to actually laugh out loud or roll on the floor laughing. Lol. Groan. Like it, it doesn't require the appropriate response. Why? We've got these first fruits of the Spirit we are, that are yet to be fully like we, we are yet to fully get, fully walk in, fully receive who we are. And we groan and we can't wait for what that looks like. What this full adoption to sonship looks like. And we're living in this funny state right now where I've received from God some things, but it's not full yet. It's not the fullness quite yet. And so we groan. How much do we like we miss what God wants to do and what God wants to say because we're too busy groaning about what life has thrown at us? Groan. God's doing good things now. Daily. Right here and tomorrow. And when you get out of bed on Tuesday. And on Thursday afternoon 
and on Friday night, he's doing good things right now, every day. His peace in your storm, his felt presence, his hope when you can't see what's going on, he's working daily in your life. And lastly, number three, if you're writing notes, write this down. God is working all in all things for our good. Verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. This is such a great verse. You may have heard it a thousand times. So have I. It's only like the last couple of weeks that this verse has really become kind of refreshed to me. And uh, it's like I was reading it one morning and I was like, and we know that in all things God works. And God just went, stop. It's like, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. They haven't finished the verse yet. He's like, this is all you need to hear right now. And we know that in all things God works. And I'm like, yeah, but what about, no, 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 in all, okay, mm, 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 mm. in all things God works. Some stuff I can't see him doing anything, but that doesn't mean he's not moving. In all things God works. So even, hang on, God, even if I can't, I can't see how this is going to play out, I can't see this outcome. God, I don't know what it looks like there. That's the hardest thing for me, is not being able to control the outcome. Because some things in life are easy. They're easy to control. But I can know that in all things, He is working. And guess what? It's for your good. It's for your good. You've got a perfect father. He gives good gifts to his children. So even when I can't see how it's going to end, how it's going to pan out, I can still have hope. Even if it feels like it's finished and it's done, and there's no more, and you know, like, no further correspondence shall be entered into. I can still have hope. When I get bad news about something, I can still have hope. Because even if I can't control the outcome, I can know that my Father is working inside of it. And I know that this truth about what God is doing is greater than how I feel or think about the thing, right? Because I get worried about the thing. I get fearful about the thing. I get, I get anxious about the thing. I get stressed out. I get, I get overwhelmed about the thing. I'm concerned about the thing. But God keeps saying to me, you don't need to worry. You don't need to be scared. You don't need to fear anything. Because I'm working. And I'm good. And in fact, I'm working all things together for your good. And some of you need to hear that today. 
Because you know what? Regardless, let's come back to that foundational truth. Regardless, He is good. Regardless, He is good. My experience doesn't change who He is. One final thought before we wrap up today, if you're not yet convinced. God plans for your good. He makes plans so that you will experience good things. He plans, He purposes, He connives, He he works it out here, He engineers, He schemes for your good. He's planning for it. Jeremiah 29.11, one of the most, you know, you, you might have heard this a thousand times as well. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord Almighty. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a what? Hope and a future. It's even more powerful when you realize who this is to. This this one little verse in Jeremiah is to some exiles living and suffering in an unknown place. And I feel like some of you kind of feel like that at the moment. You, you, You have stepped into an unknown space and you are suffering and you don't know what is going on. God, I'm in this unknown realm, this unknown world right now. It's, it's, it's an unknown space and I'm suffering here. And God wants to say to you, I know the plans I have for you. That'll prosper you, give you a hope and a future. So you know that God is working for your eternal good. He's working day to day for your good. Just in the everyday, the mundane, the normal the get up, go to work, come home, you know, cook dinner, wash up, put the kids to bed, find some space, watch something on Netflix, sleep. He's working in your day-to-day. That's my day-to-day. That might not be yours. (laughs) And he's got good things planned for us because he's working in all things. a word for someone today. I feel like we need to hear that. Listen, take it on board. Therefore, we have hope. Maybe you're here today and you don't have hope. Or maybe you're watching online today and you you lack hope. And if you're hopeless today, then that's because you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ in your, in your life because He is the giver of hope. He is the person of hope. He is the one who delivers us ongoing, never-ending streams of hope. And it's so easy so simple for us to enter into relationship with God because He loves us. He died for us. Jesus paid your penalty on that cross. He paid for your sins so that you would have relationship with Him. 